Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to the Orange Weekly pre-game podcast. The Broncos start off the season on the road against the New York Giants, and myself, David, and Matt are going to be breaking down all that we have to offer uh, in our vast amount of knowledge and wisdom uh, for what we expect to see in this upcoming game uh, Sunday afternoon. Things look pretty good. Broncos have some uh, questions to answer that might take some time, but it'll be interesting to see how players such as Teddy Bridgewater come out and play in addition to uh, players coming off of injuries such as Cortland Sutton, Von Miller, uh, and some of the players on our questionable list such as Bradley Chubb. But it's going to be a fun game. Lots of good things to look out for uh, and uh, some some youth from our uh, rookies and uh, overall just really excited to start the season off with you guys. So uh, don't forget about all the other content that uh, Orange Weekly has for you guys. Our Tuesday night Bourbon Broncos No BS Show, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Our our Monday night Orange Weekly After Dark, 9 uh, 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Also check out our post-game podcast uh, and uh, our game day shows as well, the pre-game show and the halftime hash show. So we have a lot of stuff for you guys. Uh, Just make sure that you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go follow us on social media media hit the like button there uh, and uh, love to have you and see you on our shows and uh, thanks for listening so that being said let's break down uh, the upcoming game Broncos versus New York Giants kick back relax and thanks for listening to the Orange Weekly pre-game podcast Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Hello again, Broncos country. Welcome, welcome to another year of the Orange Weekly podcast. We are joined by uh, myself, of course, David. Uh, We've got Matt here and Kev Dan to do our first pregame podcast of the 2021 NFL season. Boys, how are we doing? That was a great year. (laughs) It's hard to believe. If you you could do the talk over at an airport or something. Listen, there's a, a untapped market for my voice out there. I, <laughs> I, I don't know where the niche is, but once I find it, man, like it's going to be cash money. You have a face um, for radio, so that's good exactly. for you. Exactly. Yeah. The thing, I don't know, I'm trying to find what I have a voice for because I'm not sure it's radio. That's the thing. You uh, can do like cartoon voiceovers. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, listen, it's not, again, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So you can find an agent. Nobody up. important in this world. Right. So yeah. If any of our, if any of the five listeners listening know anybody in that, uh, in that field of work, <laughs> I would absolutely love to get on board with that train. So hook it up. Um, anyway, what we're here to talk about is not my future employment plans. It is Denver Broncos versus New York Giants. Fellas, how are we feeling? Feeling good. I'm feeling really good about this. Um, there's a lot of 
questions that of course I think we'll talk through here, you know, that it's just going to take time for us to uh, figure out what the answer to those questions are. Um, but uh, there's a lot of promise here. And I think um, it sucks starting the season on the road, but you know, it's not the early time slot. It's the afternoon game. Um, and then we're staying out there for the Jacksonville game the week after. So, you know, the team has time to accumulate to the, or, you know, ac- accumulate to the East coast. Uh, and so I think we're going to start off in the season, uh, you know, pretty good here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feeling pretty strong. What about you, Matt? Um, yeah, I think, you know, Broncos have a great chance to win this one. I think it's going to be a great test. It's a great way to start the year against a team that's kind of not doing so well either. You know what I mean? Like mm. you get to ease into it last year. We started against the Raiders, a division rival, and that always brings a bit more hype. Um, but this year against the Giants, I feel it's a bit less pressure. Uh, you know, Steady Teddy's going to have to show what he can do in a full game. There's going to be a lot of surprises, I think. But overall, I could see a win for the Broncos quite easily. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a really good litmus test, and we'll get a little further mm-hmm. into that theme. on. But on both sides of the ball, on you know, we've, we've got, I think, a picture in our minds of what this team is going to be heading into the season on offense and on defense. But now, you know, this is a really good team, I think, to test those assumptions against. And oh, sure. Yeah, so what do you guys – let's start on the defensive side of the ball for Denver where we assume the advantage is going to be most prevalent. Um, you've, got, uh, you've got Daniel Jones at quarterback for the Giants. You've got – what do you – Matt, already you've got a thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I saw a stat yesterday. Daniel Jones threw 22 picks and had 29 fumbles or something like that in his first two years as a starter. Mm-hmm. And then this with de- this defense, who definitely has the advantage. Like, I've been hyping these guys up for – And he doesn't play 16 games a season. No. How, I, I, how many career games does Daniel Jones have that he has that many turnovers? Oh, no, see, I'm looking at – yeah. two full years. He must have 32 games under him, but – I don't think he started every game each year, no. didn't oh, he? Maybe not. Oh, no, he was hurt. He was hurt for a while. So, yeah, anyways – 27 yeah. games played total. So, 29 fumbles in 27 games. Yeah. So, you can guarantee that he's going to turn the ball over once, probably twice, against the Broncos, probably three times, if we're honest. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Daniel Jones – upgrades of receivers with Kenny yeah. Galladay. Yeah. Who's, Fine. Been struggling with, a, I think, a hamstring or a quad injury, something like right. that. He's not full um, strength, but then after that, you have Slayton, you mm-hmm. have um, uh, Sterling Shepard, who you know had his moment a few years ago, sure. but seems to have tapered off. But Saquon Barkley might be the big X factor for the Giants. He is supposed to be playing. He hasn't played in about a year, basically tearing his ACL early in the year last year. So having him back is going to be an interesting one. Is he going to be hesitant, or is he going to just shoot out the gate and be you know a force? We don't know. Right. Right. I mean, I can't imagine them like throwing him out there a hundred percent. I mean, I imagine that he'd be on some sort of snap count, you know? Yeah. Hopefully um, for his health. And, and I think that's just going to force them to throw the ball more. And that's where our secondary really comes into play. Um, and you're talking about turnovers. That's, that's where we're going to be winning this game right here. I mean, it's going to be a huge positive factor in our, in our, in our favor. So, yeah. Um, you know, um, I don't, I don't think he's going to go out there and, and run for, you know, 200, 300 yards. <laughs> it's not no. going to be crazy. I think he's going to be out there. Yeah. He's going to maybe give us a little bit of a problem, but um, I mean, if they're smart with him, I don't think it's, it's a good idea to put him out there and um, you know, pretty much yeah. be out there 80% of the time. I don't expect that either. 
I just uh, th that to me, I, you, you guys are both right. I, I don't see them rushing him back to a full workload for his first game back against. And nobody knows what the Broncos' defense is, but you know what they, has been scouted to be a really good defense over this off season so far. It doesn't seem like good asset management to just throw Saquon Barkley back into the teeth of those with a full workload. Um, speaking of managing guys on workloads, though, the Broncos have their own questions. You mm -hmm. know, Bradley Chubb's uh, been working out his ankle injury that has just really been nagging him. Uh, he's obviously not going to be 100%. He, he practiced on a limited basis yesterday for the first time this week. Uh, today was more of a light walkthrough, it seemed like, with the team. Uh, he practiced with them. He, he, he participated in everything they were doing, but it didn't sound like it was too workload intensive. Coach Fangio called him a game-time decision. Uh, you know, we were really looking forward to see him, seeing him healthy with Miller, uh, you know, for the first time. And I have to say, I would be shocked if Von Miller gets a full workload coming back from his own ACL tear, uh, you know, playing on turf where he's notoriously publicly not as comfortable playing, uh, especially on the MetLife Stadium turf, which is not great. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Not, no, yeah, yeah there's. I'm, I'm sure that we have a lot of people tracking the field conditions uh, of every NFL stadium here at the, uh, at the Orange Weekly uh, fan base. We should, but, though. Yeah, this we should be. Great but, reason to hire somebody and pay them money. Very true. But I will say it is kind of known around the league as not a great turf situation there just overall. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I would be shocked if we see him play anywhere close to hundred percent of snaps on defense. I think we're going to see a lot of Malik Reed, Andre Mintz, uh, Jonathan Cooper, yep. um, is, are going to be in the rotation heavily. And I think maybe more than people expect to see them. Um, but so I think you guys are right. They're going to be leaning a little bit more maybe on the back half of the defense to, to carry them through this game. Which, you know, it's going to be kind of a shame because when you look at the matchup against these pass rush, you know, if these pass rushers are able to go for Denver, you've got Nate Solder at one tackle and Andrew Thomas, who was bad, you know, good and bad, but mostly bad last season. <laughs> and everything, all the preseason reports have him kind of bottoming out. Um, so, you know, you've got advantages there on that offensive line that you can take advantage of with these pass rushers. Oh. And, you know, maybe we see... Fangio dial up a little bit more of those exotic pressures that we saw from him last year uh, just to generate something, some edge pressure there against these weaker tackles. Do you guys think that's possible? Oh, most definitely. Andrew Jackson, I think, was a reach in the draft, and he's not really panning out over his first year. But remember Garrett Bowles, how bad he was for three years, and all of a sudden, out of freaking nowhere, he's the best left tackle in the league, right? So yeah, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen with him, but the, the offensive line is definitely their weakest spot, and um, we've got a pretty strong front. So I think across the board, man, Broncos defense – just just you know destroys the giants yeah this isn't a game where we need those guys to go out there and and play 100 you know mm -hmm. we can handle this team on both sides of the ball i don't want to say pretty easily but it's very manageable it's not like we're playing kansas city you know right off the bat mm -hmm. you know where if we don't have those guys we're immediately in a, in a ton of trouble so i i think that with the likes of, you know, Cooper, and I'm, I'm excited to go see what he does, you know, in his first, uh, you know, uh, regular season appearance. Um, you know, what he's done in the preseason, have him go out there and, and continue to build off of that uh, versus, you know, kind of just sitting behind Bradley Chubb and uh, especially and maybe being out there only a couple of times. I think he's going to be out there, you know, 50% of the time, uh, and that's going to pay off a whole lot more, you know, keep things going. So yeah. um, I, I don't – I'm not worried about it. And I think the smart thing to do is to let those guys 
work their way back in over the first couple games. Uh, and, you know, you see how healthy we are. And I think it goes back to, I know a lot of people were dogging the Broncos for how many water breaks they were taking during practices this, this off season, right? Like mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense. You know, why are these guys taking it so easy? Oh, we're so healthy right now that it's actually paid off dividends. And so why go out there now and, and throw these guys out there 100% just to re-injure what or what you know injured more what's already aggravating them so i'm okay with it uh i don't expect to see those guys uh too much and i I think we're still going to come away with a solid win there oh yeah absolutely i think think it's a bit ironic you know i mean we take care of our players and they're healthy and happy and willing to play you know water breaks meanwhile the giants first round pick from this year Kadarius tony their new wide receiver uh, spent most of training camp either on the COVID list or having a hamstring injury. Um, and so it's right. Yeah. It's uh, Evan Ingram there. Um, I don't want to say star tight end, but very athletic tight end. Certainly I'm not going to be playing is out. Yep. How does Jason Garrett have a job? And I guess more, <laughs> more accurately, well, or, or, do you think this is Jason Garrett's last swing at the offensive coordinator baseball? No, you I don't can't, think so. I can't, no, because like if you look at Jason Garrett, like we remember him mostly for those shitty last years in Denver where he just like, you know, just a terrible head coach. But before becoming a head coach for the Giants, he was their offensive coordinator that like gave Tony Romo some of his best years. Like he was promoted to head coach for the job he did as a, as an OC and like that, you know, the, the Des Bryant kind of years and like a really strong Broncos, uh, sorry, Cowboys offense. You know, he had success. He won coach of the year in 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's got a, a lot of talent. I think that, you know, the Giants may not be the best fit for him. Um, but you know, I, gosh, I can't see him being a head coach again, but I could see him being an OC for a few years. Like, I think he can get something out of the giants. I really do, but I just don't think it's going to be a, a good start against the Broncos for them. Um, it, you know, do you guys think Patrick Sertain's going to play much this game? Yeah, I think I would expect him to. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. Um, how about on the other side of the ball? Giants defense, um, sneaky good. I would say sneaky good. They finished ninth last year uh, against, uh, like, in the league for total defense and 12th, I think, in uh, against the run. Or, no, in points, I believe. So, nonetheless, a sneaky good defense improved from the year before, led by Patrick Graham, who um, has been with the Giants for a long time. Um, How do we feel about this new-look offense going up against this Giants defense who's on the rise? You know, like, do you think Steady Teddy is – Worried, worried, or is he chilling? And that's the thing. I, you know, I mean, that's the the question of the hour. Now we've gone through this competition all all summer. Um, Clearly, the coaching staff was a little bit more comfortable going with Teddy because they think they he gives the team the best chance to win as it's constructed right now. Um, Can he? You know, all I'm really looking for him to do is distribute the football efficiently. Mm -hmm. Um, Just keep the mistakes not nil uh, you know we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth here this Giants defense it's not the pushover I think that we we've been talking about the offense as no. we'll get into it a little bit further um, but this is a unit that definitely has some players on it and you know Joe Judge I think can scheme them up so it's just going to be a question of putting the hands in the balls of our or putting the ball in the hands of our playmakers and uh a lot of balls and hands here going on David? It's, it's friday night did you go see it's friday oh, night Lord. um and 
what I'm going to do after this podcast is nobody's business but mine. Um, anyway. We need to bleep that out there. Yeah. Uh, leaving you that know, in. Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, who, again, you know, maybe the same as Von Miller. I don't know what his comfortability level playing on turf is. But, you know, coming back from an ACL injury, I would not expect to see him out there every play. Probably going to get a lot of Tim Patrick, which is great. Um, but, you know, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamlin, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Melvin, Javante, just get these get these guys the ball in open space and, and see what they can do. I think Shermer can scheme it up to where they're open. I just you've got to have Teddy putting it, putting it, delivering the ball accurately um, and, and on time. Yeah, I think it's the right fit for Shermer. I think Drew Locke was a little bit too erratic mm-hmm. for Shermer's bot, like basic, balanced, boring offense. Like I think Teddy's going to fit in so well. The game's going to be won on defense. You know what I mean? And and Teddy's just going to not lose. So I, I I'm excited to see him go up against you know this first team. Um, I have high faith for him. Honestly, I think he's going to carry the team well this year. Uh, but yeah, this defense. Surprising, formidable, especially that front four: uh, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams in the middle not scrubs at all. So the inside run game is going to be a bit um, perhaps shady this week. Yeah, it's going to be a good test. You know, we we thought maybe there would be a little bit of a battle between Quinn Miners uh, and Lloyd Cushenberry for the center position in camp this year, and there really wasn't. And that just never materialized at all. Uh, And it's, you know, in partly, you know, at least what we've heard is that it's because Lloyd Cushenberry has come back looking very much improved. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to see it right away. Those are big guys you just mentioned in Lawrence and Williams. Uh, if Cushenberry <laughs> can hold his own in, in you know, uh, when assigned against either of those guys, it's going to show quite a bit of the reason that the coaching staff has so much faith in him. Dexter right. Lawrence is 6'4", 342 pounds. Not me. Thank you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not Kevin either. I'd no. Be honest no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah like two whole feet on me. You can, Kevin and I together. Like Kevin could stand on my shoulders, and it would it would make it worse. Like we would have we would have less center of gravity, and it would. Well, let's face easy. it. If I stand on your shoulders, I'm only adding what like five six, inches, right? You know, six, seven. As as short as you all make me sound, like right. It's it's just and, fit in our pocket, man. Like, right. That's a bad example there, David. It's not. It's not great. Um, yeah. Uh, so y- y- you've got to be careful there. Um, <clears throat> Who did they draft? Uh, Aziz Ojolari. That's who I'm. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. be kind of looking at, at him as a kind of a rookie X factor. Um, right tackle Bobby Massey going to be starting for the Broncos. It's you know yet another starting right tackle this year, and I don't think anybody's parading around like when when the Jawan James signing happened, like they've solved the thing. Oh my goodness! But, Remember how many great games he had for the Broncos? Oh jeez. Was it? Let's let's zero? not. Let's not be bitter about it. Let's I think not. It was like one and a half. One let's, and a half. Okay. Let's live in the now. <clears throat> really I'm living in the now. Really wise financial decisions. I'm trying to live in the now because if I don't, <laughs> the the weight of the past will consume. We're moving on. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. So this offensive line, it's you know you've got um Dexter Lawrence. He's going to be playing defensive end, and you just well, good lord. Well, they play thirty four. Yeah. Right. They play thirty four. Yeah, and they move guys all around the front. Yeah. That's the way everybody does it these days. Did you see, yeah. um, you know, uh, 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 nothing to do with the Broncos at all, but did you? there was one front in the Tampa Bay-Dallas game last night where they split Vita Vea at, like, wide nine and had yeah. everybody else standing up. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Yeah. I missed that one. Man, the like take a moment to speak about this game though. What yeah. it like I, I really wanted both teams to lose. Like well, I really yes. hate the Cowboys furiously. And Tom Brady, listen, if you haven't been fucked over by Tom Brady once, you're not a real football fan. Yeah, it's happened <laughs> to everybody. It's happened. And you know what? The Patriots fans got fucked by him last year when he went to another team won the Super Bowl. And they're gonna get fucked by him when they play this year. So welcome to the freaking club and getting fucked by Tom Brady. So I said yep. that word too many times explicitly no. waiting on this one. <laughs> yeah, we're getting at First, sorry, first good. run out of the out of this gate. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> Whoops. But what a great game, though. So exciting, man. Down to the last minute. And yeah, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense is really fun to watch. Like mm-hmm. weird fronts, incredibly athletic and fast. Like, ooh, man. This uh yeah. That's it. It return all 22 starters from their Super Bowl season. Absolutely absurd. And yeah, yeah as, as much as I hate watching Tom Brady succeed, we uh, better get used to, to it for another season because it's not going anywhere this year, I don't think. You know, but you know, Peyton Manning says, we all love Peyton Manning here. He said you wouldn't be surprised to see Tom Brady play until 2030. Yeah. And course. I don't think he's messing with us. I think no, no like, I don't hey, think he is. No. Yeah. 2030. Could yeah. you imagine this guy turning 50 years old, slinging it in the NFL? Until he literally loses the ability to physically do it. I think yeah. the only the thing that will br- drive yeah. Tom Brady off of our television screens is looking bad while playing football. And he won't yeah. do it until then. And that's, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, back to the to players that play for the Broncos, or at least play for the team that the Broncos will be playing against this week. <laughs> These guys, um, yes. You know, you know, we talked a little bit about the Giants up front. They've got Blake Martinez, who I've never really been that, you know, convinced. You know, he was a guy, a kind of a big ticket free agent signing from them from Green Bay. He was never a dude in Green Bay who I really thought moved the needle no, that he- much. He's done really well with the Giants, though. He okay. was their best linebacker last year, and and you know he's the center of the defense for sure. But uh, you know he he would be great on our defense. But I think mm. any linebacker would be great on our defense. You know, so I don't know how far that goes. But he's decent. I you know I, I don't know. I think one player to watch out for James Bradbury, oh, yeah. underrated corner. He had a lot of success with uh, with the Panthers, and so um, you know I, I could see him being maybe an issue. But with our receiving core, like. That's it. We'll you know, James, and forget it. Like you've you've got James Bradbury, you've got Logan Ryan uh, moving over from corner to safety there, um, playing free safety for them. You've got Jabril Peppers, who, I mean, did that ever? Has that ever worked? Like, no. I just I don't watch enough Giants games to know. Has that no, ever? He, worked? He's, well, he's, he's they're starting strong safety. You know, he's one of yeah. thirty-two in the NFL. Like he's good. He's really athletic. Like very athletic, and he's a great returner, um, but I think he was a bit overhyped in the draft. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I think he's actually where he should be as a starting defensive player in the NFL, but he was just, you know, a, a product of the media. Right? I remember him being, you know, very much one of those players where you could play him at all of these different positions, and he was so athletic that he could just do all of these different things. That doesn't really happen in the NFL, though. It's, you know, I, and yeah. when it doesn't, it's just as much a failure of coaching as it is of the hype for this player. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it, it's his fault necessarily, but yeah, I just, I've never, I don't know that the Jabril Peppers experience is going to add too much I, to the, yeah, go ahead. You know, no, I mean, I agree with you. I totally agree. I don't think he's an X factor, but I would say that as a returner, yeah, he could be dangerous for the Broncos because of, you know, our terrible special teams from last year. I think it'll no, be much improved this year. Really yeah. can't get worse than last year, but I think he might be an issue, but unless, you know, I, I do believe the special teams were tightened up though. So yeah. 
Well, so that could got- be one area, though. <clears throat> Not to switch on it too too soon, but that could be one area that uh, you know, if we do get into a close game, that one could really mm-hmm. come back to bite us. You know, mm-hmm. if, if they're returning, if they're getting 20, 30, 40 yard returns on each kick and punt, um, that's that's going to be terrible for us. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, hopefully our defense, you know, I expect them to to bend and not break. Um, well, but still, I mean, you're <laughs> going to be putting that much more pressure on our offense. And I think this is a, a perfect kind of you know, ease into a game for our offense, you know? Yeah, we got, yeah. Uh, they have the the, the uh, Giants, you know, interior line is um, is strong and, and is going to do well against the run game. But uh, I'm looking to see what uh, Javante Williams can do, especially, you know? Yeah. Um, I think this is going to kind of show what uh, what everyone's been hyping him for and what we've seen yeah. from him in the, in the preseason. So um, I think really it's going to be a, uh, a ball control game. And, and I don't want to see Teddy throwing the ball very much, you know, and if he does, it's, it's those short yardage. I'm okay with some, some yeah. check downs, three, four, five yards, because I'd expect that we're getting, you know, three yards, uh, you know, per carry from um, either of our running backs. So um, I think it just can be a work the ball down the field, nice and slow. Uh, and then just don't stall out in the red zone, you know? Yeah. Um, but like you know what you're saying, you'll get the ball in the uh, the hands of the of our receivers in the open field. See what they can do. They're they're going to be some huge playmakers. You know, it could be a, a short pass, but then you know Tim Patrick, heck, Cortland Sutton. I, I mean, any of these guys can turn that into a 10, 15 plus yard gain. So oh um, yeah, it, it's not so much relying on Teddy to sling it down the field. It's just playing smart yeah. football, and that's what's going to that kind of quarterback this game. We're not going to see the big arm throws and like the big plays, you know. I think that's fine, but I think it's also going to come and bite us in the ass at some point because, like, oh, yeah, will. when you're playing against a team like you know, I mean, the Chiefs and the Chargers in our division that mm-hmm. can score at will, it's like mm, you have to be able to go for those big plays, right? But I do think we have the defense that won't be scored on at will. You know what I mean? Like, Fangio mm-hmm. runs a base cover four. That means he like takes away the deep pass completely mm-hmm. from the beginning. You have to beat him on the uh, on the underneath. So we'll see what happens. But um, I think it's a good segue, though, Kev. So for you, uh, Javante Williams, really a player to watch out for for this yeah. game for the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Big How about time. you, David? Who's um, your, your guy to you watch? Know, I'm going to go with another rookie, and I think it's Pat Sertan. And I, oh. I know it's cheating, but I, you know, we saw him get a pick six in his first outing in preseason. I think he's going to get another pick. I think he's getting his first career pick in his first mm. NFL game. Um, you know, you, we've talked about Daniel Jones being turnover prone the offensive line, you know, we're going to scheme up some pressure, whether we've got our premier pass rushers on the field or not. I think there's a decent to good chance that we put heat on Daniel Jones on a good portion of his snaps. And that causes him to make mistakes. We know that we've seen that in his play already. Uh, I think Sertan is mature enough to know where to be to make, you know, the most of those mistakes. I think he's going to be in positions to capitalize like a lot of the defensive backs are. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see us pick off a couple of balls, oh, but gosh, I, yeah, yeah, but I think Sertan's going to grab one so that he's my, he's cool. going to be my X factor. Nice. I'm going to take Garrett Bowles. That's a, good a lot one. of hype on Garrett Bowles, man, from this off season, like he signed a big extension and, and rightfully so, you know, he had an yep. amazing year last year and I just want to see if he's going to translate that to this year. You know, is that, improvement going to keep going um we talked about the way cushionberry as well you know having come uh, in a different sort of mindset and and you know ability level this year like he's just improved so i'm going to watch garrett bowles quite a bit 
hopefully see that dominance. Uh, what's our what's our game predictions? Who's uh, who's going to win this one, Kev? What's the score? Well, I know who you're going to so, pick. Like, what's the score? Well, yeah, um, but you know, I think you know, really quickly to tie into that, the uh, you know, you're talking about causing you know some turnovers in our favor i think a lot of the pressure is going to come from the middle i mean shelby harris purcell mm-hmm. jones uh those guys are going to get a lot of pressure too and help you know uh, with stuff coming off the edge as well so um that's that's going to be a fun area to watch that we didn't really talk about but uh i, I expect that uh, one it's going to be a sloppy game it's week one it usually is um but just what happens and i just hope that you know it, it's it could be a trap game um mostly i think because of be. it being week one um otherwise yeah. if it was past this i would say probably not but it's just week one football you never know what's going to happen yeah. so i think as long as our defense goes out there and uh with vic fangio calling the defense i'm i'm not overly worried um but just being smart you know with how we're rotating our players in how we're yeah. you know uh, what plays we're calling um i'm going to go ahead and say uh 24 17 broncos Oh, wow. You think we can score 17 points? Interesting. I think, uh, you know, I definitely think you're right. You know, the great thing that, again, we haven't really talked about, but I'm sure we'll talk about a million times this year, is that, you know, there's a lot of continuity in the defense. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of players on our defense that were starters last year that are in our backups because the starters are back. You know what I mean? Or we picked up better players. So we have a lot of good depth. And, you know, this is uh, Fangio's, like, second stint with Kendall Fuller. So here's a guy who came in who had an all-pro year with uh, Fangio at DC, and he's coming to the same defense on a new team. It's like he doesn't even have a learning curve. He's just right back into what he right. was doing. Mm. you know. And so at Callahan, same thing, playing with the Bears back then as well. Uh, and and Darby has been a, just a fantastic corner wherever he's gone. You know, He's been able to just be a solid player. So I think you know ultimately this defense is going to be stout. I don't see much learning curve happening on that side of the ball. No. all that experience so i think broncos do win i think it's going to be something like yeah, 24 points for the broncos i'd agree but 10 for the giants mm. i'd say um, the the score for the giants is gonna be higher just because it's going to be week one mistakes. Yeah, yeah, just just yeah. some mistakes yeah you know week one that. mistakes if this was week three or beyond yeah i'd agree with that but i think it's just gonna be a little higher cool. scoring they're they're gonna catch us on you know misreading what they're doing or something yeah. silly right so yeah yeah, um, yeah. but yeah barkley might break one who knows but yeah yeah, I'm going to push back on something you guys said a little bit earlier. No, I don't um, hear it. No, I don't care. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm the just host kidding. today. I'm the hostess <laughs> with the mostest. Um, so I, I, I think they're going to try and air it out a little bit. I think the Broncos are going to try and open things up on offense a little bit if mm. they think they that, that Teddy can execute. Um, I think that it has always bothered Vic Fangio to be thought of as a guy who would prefer his offense to be conservative. I think he wants to take shots. I think he knows as a defensive coordinator that the most lethal thing you can do to a defense is expose it deep because yeah. that's just, you know, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, obviously you give up a chunk play, but you also give up that confidence as a defense mm-hmm. that you, mm-hmm. that you aren't shutting those plays mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to do that on offense. I think he wants to impose his will a little bit. Um, I think maybe Great he point. went with Drew Locke, Oh, Teddy over Drew Locke, not because he's old steady. Teddy won't turn the ball over necessarily and keeps it short, but because he thinks he can make those down the field plays a little bit more with a little bit less throw into double coverage uh, prospect. And that's really what I think he's looking for. And that's what I think you'll see from the Broncos this week. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit more score out of the Denver side. I'm going to go 31 Broncos. Um, and, you know, Kevin, I was going to say 17 
uh, but you 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 know you said seventeen, Matt. You said ten. I'm yeah. going to split the difference and go fourteen. Okay. Thirty-one, fourteen Broncos. Cool. I love it. Nice. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I think the big thing is uh, just watching the Broncos be smart across the board. Mm. You know, I think that's uh, one question that we're looking for. Um, and it's not just from uh, Teddy, can he be smart with the football? It's, you know, how does the coaching staff uh, come out there and how do they respond to, you mm-hmm. know, being in the hot seat that they are in, um, being in the position they're in where they haven't won in September uh, for the last, you know, two years being 0-7 um, in September. And, really? um, and, and I think I don't expect them to go out there and do anything crazy, just being smart all the way around. Like, let's yeah. not put Von Miller out there every play. Let's not use Corbin Sutton you know, every single play, things like that, you know, and I, I fully expect that they're going to be smart about it all, but it's going to be interesting to see how they rotate guys in and, and how these, uh, you know, second, third string guys that did get a lot of a playing experience last year, go out there and execute as well. Um, and then some of the rookies as well. So I think that, um, look, I don't think you're going to hear anybody uh, change their tune about the Broncos after this game. Uh, no one's going to say, Oh, we were wrong about them. Look at how well they play. They're going to be like, Oh, well, yeah, they play the giants. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the same thing. Oh, well, they play the Jaguars. You know, yeah. it's it's going to be a while, and, and I think we can get these wins and we can start off the season really strong, but um, it's going to be more for the team's benefit, feeling good about themselves uh, and setting up in a position to beat the Ravens is our first real challenge in week four. So that's kind of what I'm thinking is, um, you know, don't be surprised when people still come out and say, ah, Broncos still suck, you know, <laughs> after this game. Uh, right. And we'll be the first ones to say it, guys. Don't Absolutely. even worry about it. We're going to hate the, whatever happens before anybody else does. You can hear those that. fans that would be like, we're behind you as they make one mistake. You guys are dead to me. I fucking hate you all. <laughs> and they do Got something it. right. It's like, I love you. You're the best person. I, you know, we're, yeah, we're right. those guys. Super Bowl or bust. Absolutely. On every Absolutely. play. If we don't every win play. Super Bowl on every single play, it's a bust. It's not super easy getting through a season like that. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, no. it's you know, your emotions real get real close to the surface like that. It can be, it can yep. be tough. It can so, be. Uh, yeah, we're just going to have to rely on them to carry our optimism through this year, I think. And so, David, what are your uh, final thoughts, sir? Final thoughts, man. It's it's surreal that real football, like football's back, and it's yeah. like we had an actual preseason this year, and we're going to have fans in the stadium again, and we don't have that god awful scheduling nightmare, scheduling mistake that was the Monday night doubleheader. Because man alive did the Broncos ever get stuck in that time slot a lot. And good Lord, was it annoying. 8.30 Mountain Time before these games start. It's like, it's a Monday night, people. I have things to do on a Tuesday. (laughs) We will no longer be afflicted with that. Nobody in the league will. It's not a thing anymore. I'm, I'm mostly really happy about that. But in the Broncos context, especially happy. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything to add. It's been real, boys. Uh, I'm very excited that, you know, we are in this great, new, exciting season with yet another quarterback, something we're not used to um, <laughs> with yeah. no injuries this offseason, which is something we're not used to. Right. Yeah. We're actually not well, used to that. Yeah. Let's count our blessings where they happen. But uh, ultimately, I think it's going to be a great year. So um, let's send it off. All right. Very with strong. Go, Go Broncos. Broncos. Oh